And you are watching Around Comics live on YouTube, Twitch, Twitter. Wait, I'm not Chris. Oh. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> That's right, you're not. Well, it was a pre, yeah. pre, uh, pre-designed overlay. And for when Chris is not here. It. I'm Brian Salazar. This is episode 397 of Around Comics. With me is Tom Caters. Hey, not Chris. And no Chris. Not Chris, no Chris. Yeah. Chris isn't here. He's... He's having computer issues. He's got that bad Wisconsin internet. This is true. He does have he does have weak yeah. internet. What is it with with the internet up there? Uh, the, you might like get medical advice over it. So <laughs> <laughs> you might you might you might stumble into actual information. This is true. Sometimes it's used for actual information. information. Very Facebook rarely. works perfectly in Wisconsin. <laughs> No, no problem. See, if you want to post something on Facebook, smooth. Easy as pie. Easy. Videos. Yep. Yeah, everything everything works really yep. well in Wisconsin. I love, you know, it is funny. I was I was just listening to the radio, and um, it was uh, these guys, uh, they're comedians that I follow, and they do a radio show on Sirius XM, and they're really funny, and they were talking about um juggalos yeah you know the whole insane clown posse it's a it's a common topic with them they think it's hilarious but they were then talking about sort of like what is the most white trash state in Mm. the united states and they had people calling and surprisingly like the, the the one that surprised me that got the most responses was indiana i could see that i could see that yeah i I don't disagree necessarily, but it was like, oh, okay. Out of all the states, Indiana seemingly is the most. Yeah, I mean, know, I, I would think you would think like some West Virginia or a Kentucky or some somewhere more southern uh, states would get that that sort of hatred. Even like Florida, um, but anywhere out of like what I've realized living here is. Anything 40, 50 miles away from Chicagoland is pretty fucking Hicksville. It's pretty, yeah. pretty <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Southern yeah. Illinois is a nightmare. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Wisconsin, Indiana, Iowa, yeah. Michigan. <laughs> yeah. My, my parents, my parents were visiting and, you know, they live in Wisconsin and they were going on about, you know, like no one wears masks in Green Bay and like, some woman like coughed on my mom on purpose. She oh, was, you know, just like this uh, weird, just like what's happening. Passive, She's like, well, it's better in Illinois. I'm like, uh, people wear masks in Chicago. I'm, yes, I'm like, don't get it twisted. You drive even the suburbs. Yeah, yeah. even the Chicago suburbs. My daughter will make that because she's she's in the city now, mm-hmm. and when she comes home, she's just like. 
why aren't people wearing masks everywhere? It depends why on the it, suburb. Like every... Oak Park's pretty good, but yeah, you get yeah. farther out, it becomes the a further more, out you get. The further out you city. get, it's more. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, the, yeah, it's funny too, though. You know, when you talk about uh, Indiana or like a Wisconsin, right, where it's like you have your certain areas, right, where like mm-hmm. um, that are more metropolitan or like more connected, but then right, like. Wisconsin, you know, we went to the Upper Peninsula for spring break, and you know, we drove through like four hours of Wisconsin, right? That's like north of Green Bay, which is already like you know, and it's like, oh my god, you forget like the you know, um, like the wide expanses, right? And like, yeah, yeah. you know, when you drive through, when you drive through America, and you realize how much fucking space there is where there's nobody or like oh absolutely or like go out to north dakota and wyoming it's weird it's like it's like no wonder there's like this psychological like uh, like weirdness going on in our country you know it's like not to now we've started off in a very serious note but right but like this idea of like an extremely connected world where you may not interact with another actual human, you know, like <laughs> all day long, all day long. You, may never, you may not yeah, see it. Yeah. You may not, you know, we were in the upper peninsula. Right. We talked to one person and that was like a, like a head nod because we saw him on a trail at a park. <laughs> like other than that, there was no actual like interaction with another well, human being, you know, like I, I think it definitely uh, sort of speaks to, it's funny. Cause I was just, Oh, there's Chris. Chris is here. Yay, oh, what a mess. Chris is here. Oh, I gotta I gotta rearrange guys ever. Wait a minute. Ah, ah, there we in the go. Matrix. Now we're back to normal. There. We were just All talking right, about uh remote areas living in, in urban, not urban, but uh rural areas. Rural. Um I was just having the conversation with my niece actually about um like the whole COVID epidemic and the last couple of years and and it's an you know how the the sort of like there's this wide range of experiences like if you live in a major Mm -hmm. metropolitan area if you live in new york or la or chicago COVID experience for you you know like living in manhattan in an apartment is a much different experience than someone living in iowa you know yeah. what I mean, or Wyoming, yeah. or something like that. It's just R- it's rural a, Wisconsin. It's yeah. a very, very different sort of thing, and so it's hard to necessarily like. I kind of understand sometimes. While there's people that are just like, ah, oh, this why why is everybody making such a big deal about this? Because it's just a perspective thing. Like if you know if you're if you're living in you know yeah. wherever some very remote sort of area where you, there's not that many people, the infection rates are probably relatively low for covid it's your perspective on it is much different than someone living in manhattan and seeing like you know dead yeah. bodies pouring out of fucking hospitals and you know that yeah. kind of thing or just like the ex- experience of like living really close yeah, to other yeah. people and being like oh yeah like you right can catch absolutely this. it's like how more, easy would be, you um, know like yeah. way more anxiety i would think involved in that yeah. yeah 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 this has nothing to do with comics i don't know we we got down the, yeah well it, it can segue into um 
I want I want Frank Miller's take on oh, the uh, on the I want him to do his pandemic oh, comic book. <laughs> he hasn't done one, right? I'm, I'm well, or maybe I'm. I want to see the unique only, Frank only Miller. If you think uh, crime is a pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. Uh, so or I was reading. Uh, oh, I was reading. Oh God, pandemic. <laughs> That stupid no. documentary. But um uh because I was rereading I was reading Dark Knight Returns the other the other day. I just like I picked my absolute edition off the shelf. It's somewhere He's over here. I was I started do Chris. I was grab his book off the shelf. Yeah. Oh, I can't find it. I'm not gonna spend the time <laughs> here. To do I got it. my we I tried got if it was a Chris, I wouldn't have I, if it was Chris, I wouldn't have said what it was. I would have just held up <laughs> here the book. It is. We still and, don't know what and, it is. And, yeah, yeah. and made everyone who's listening guess what I'm talking <laughs> about. Dark Knight by Frank Miller and Lindbergh. And I, I, I was thinking a lot about, um, I was talking about, I re, I've in the past said that I've, I've always, I've, I respect Dark Knight Returns, like the craft of it and what a great comic it is. But I always said that it felt kind of dated mm. to me as a child of the 90s. You know, I always read it as like um, I, I always read it as like a very uh, of the time '80s sort of you know like urban plight sort of paranoia Reaganomics um, and, and yeah, it, absolutely yeah coming out it was, of the it, was, it was and it I would was like a reaction to the 1980s, yeah. and I would like to say that I was totally wrong. <laughs> and it's not it's, it's, it's not dated at all. It's timeless. Uh, because uh, it, it, this actually came up too. I was I was reading Watchmen, and uh, you know I've always enjoyed Watchmen on the sense of like it's just a really well put together comic book story, and the art's great. And now, and now, unfortunately, in both cases, uh, I can definitely uh, um, I can definitely empathize with the emotional core of both of them of stories about um, society coming apart at <laughs> threads, and like the. <laughs> the 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 feeling of it right like of of um of dark knight returns of like that sort of uh the the fear that permeates everything you know where it's like um you know i work in the what used to be the former hancock building now they call it 875 north michigan it's still the hancock <laughs> building right and there's all these stories in the paper about like it's dangerous you know crime skyrockets and the magnificent mile and like, you know, people at work, uh, you know, who uh, aren't familiar with the area, like, is it safe by the Hancock building? And like, just like the, the weird paranoia where someone, you know, like I've lived in slightly shady areas. I'm like, it's the Hancock, it's the Hancock, it's fine. <laughs> like, has someone been robbed by the Hancock? I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. Like, Someone broke. Someone robbed the Gucci yeah. store. I'm like, oh, cool. <laughs> like, I'm like, that's not the. You know, I would say, I would say, say you know, your I chances find... of being your chances of being run over in, in a hit and run in Waukesha, Wisconsin, are incredibly higher now yeah. than they were a week ago. Does no, that mean not. that it's dangerous to live in Waukesha? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But just like um, feeling Probably that lower like, now um, than it was. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. feeling that sort of like existential, like paranoia that's 
uh, ever present in the Dark Knight Returns, and that always felt like when I was younger, I was like, ah, whatever. Like, who doesn't? Who feels right. that anymore? Now, oh, it's like, oh yeah, now everybody feels it. <laughs> I think it's every 30, 35, <laughs> 40 good. years, basically. Yeah. Returns to like, oh yeah, everyone's yeah, terrified it, of everything. I, I, it's a okay. cycle. I was reading. Did I tell you guys? Did I talk to you guys about Chris? I think I was telling you Sunday during ACTV about it. I'm reading a book by Bill James, the uh, the sort of sabermetric baseball guy. Um, he wrote a book about uh, popular crime, and it's really interesting. It's not what I expected at all. I expected it to be sort of this dry analytical thing, and it's not. Um, and it's the sort of the idea of it behind. It's not it really. Is, it's not popular crime. It's about the popularity of true crime, not about popular crime, right? I don't know what, I don't know what the distinction is there. Wait, it's, what's well, it's about? No, it's the about popular. Of, it's yes, but why does one crime become popular, and one does not? Oh, that's right. That's right. That's, that's right. what okay. it's sort of yeah. about. Yeah. Um, is is yeah. like there, you know, whether it's the Lizzie Borden murders or the, you know, uh, Manson family murder, whatever, whatever, you know, the, yeah. the John Wayne Bobbitt. Pat, yeah, Patty Hearst. Yeah. yeah, whatever. Why does one become more, you know, relevant? And, and that wasn't my point, but the book is interesting. What was interesting about it is he, he goes, he starts the book in like uh, ancient Rome. And uh, the you know this he talks about this murder where uh, like I don't know who Claudius someone or another some Roman dude like pushed his wife out of a window, and um, it, it was the thing that I found early on throughout. I, I'm only up to about 1916 at this point in the book, but mm -hmm. the recurring theme with it is like it's no different. Like we talk about the media today where it's this 24 hour news cycle and it's so, um, you know, clickbait and everything is, is sort of sensationalized. It was the exact same fucking way. And that's essentially why crimes become popular in mainstream culture is because the media jumps on something for a particular yeah. reason. There are other reasons he goes into sort of, he does break it down in, into a certain degree of like analytical data where it's like there are yeah. Like ancient Rome had its version of Nancy Grace, like Nancy <laughs> yeah, Grace. Yes, you know, and and, and like, those crimes, you know, for whatever reason, they capture the the media's attention, and they, those are the ones that yeah. become popular. But it's the same thing, and and between that and then, I was doing research on a, a western. So wait, um, what's what's the name? What's the name of the Bill James book? I think it's called Popular Crimes of the 20th Century okay. or something, or of American history or something like that. Um but uh I was doing some research on the movie Tombstone, and mm -hmm. uh I was really fascinated to find out that that movie was incredibly accurate as far as history can provide information the problem is is that the information provided is mostly through newspapers and like then or like today the newspapers back then were heavily divided depending on political affiliations republicans and democrats and those were divided by republicans were the people that lived in tombstone and were the bankers and merchants and the Wyatt, the erps because they were, by extension, protecting the money. And the de Democrats 
were the people that lived outside of town. They were the ranchers and, you know, cattle hustlers, that kind of thing. And they didn't want law. They didn't want that infringing on their rights. And it's, it doesn't matter a thousand years, 500 years, a hundred years. It's the fucking same. It's the same bullshit. It, It may be amplified. It may be more of it now. But it's never been any different. Yeah. We're, we're in the same fucking cycle we've been for hundreds of years. So, so Frank Miller, <laughs> if you ever heard me say that I thought it was David, I was wrong. I apologize. I was wrong. Wow, it takes a big man, incredibly relevant, to admit that, Chris. I, or, uh, Tom. To say to say you're wrong. I, I mean, I hadn't read it in a while. So, does like, oh, strike back? Strikes back. Hold, hold up. Uh, I haven't got to it yet. I'm working my it, way it, through it. it. It's, it's but uh, reading that one uh, years later, over a decade later, to get it, I was on it from the beginning. I've been, I've been I, champion. I, I also think. I understand. I also think when I, I, I think when I, I don't know when I read it when I was younger. I think I tried too hard to figure out what Frank Miller's trying to say, and I don't think that's what. Dark Knight Returns is about (laughs) like it's not you know like trying to find some coherent like totally clear message of what you know and I I kind of think I don't disagree with that what makes it kind of genius yeah what I think is kind of genius about is it's like it kind of fights itself at times and like kind of like there's different things going on and like it doesn't totally you know like personal opinion about what dark knight returns is about is about frank miller getting older and his own struggles with the different parts of his personality and the things that he thought about and and the idea of just Mm -hmm. like becoming older and 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 being a middle-aged person even though he wasn't at that time but just that yeah, i think still he, young he was still young when he did it but i think he was thinking about that i mean that's what that to me that's what that book is about it's about you know mm-hmm. a generation getting gap. old getting yeah. old it's about batman getting old that's getting all you know, old. Like, what would happen if batman got old and you know and i think it yeah it works in on that level a lot because you know speaking from personal experience of being old and being <laughs> firmly past middle age at this point in my life. And like the idea of struggling with different parts of my personality and society and like the changes in society and the generation gap that I'm now facing in a different way, you know? Uh, and I think dark Knight, you know, I, I think, you know, it's like Superman represents that in Dark Knight Returns. Like that's the, he's, he's the fifties. And then Bruce was, Mm -hmm. you know, sort of the eighties, but now the mutants are the future. And it's like, how does he fit into that? How is it now in Frank Miller's eyes? It's, you know, he has a solution, but yeah, um, I mean, kind of, but it's also kind of like the way he does it. It's like, you never, I always felt like you can't ever totally embrace Batman. Like you're always like slightly, um, like distant from him, like a little scared of him, like a little bit, you know, like, like at least the way I always, at least the way it always read to me, it was like, he's a little scary. Like he's the good guy, 
but like you like can't totally like be excited about it like because there's a little part that's he's a little too scary and he's like a little too like friend like he's gonna like you know like like he enjoys it too much or like it there's always like a hint of that to the to that batman where he's like a little too like he's a little too in, not intense intense is not he's an obsessed. intense enough word yeah he's obsessed and it's like a little yes. unsettling yeah. and it's like a little like uh, i don't know he's the hero but like also on the other hand it makes me uncomfortable mm-hmm. you know which is uh uh I, you know, used to bother me, but now I think it's actually, I find it very interesting now. Intentional by Frank Miller, or do you think that that is an unintentional, unintentional byproduct of him presenting? I don't know his idea of kick-ass Batman. No, I think I, I I don't know. I mean. I don't know. Like, it's hard to say because, like, the, th- the thing that makes it is, like, like I said, it's like the simple version of that story is that old Batman is someone I totally embrace and I'm totally excited that he's kicking these people's asses. But, like, the m- more complicated one that kind of sticks, the reason why that story I think sticks with people is there's that little bit of like, ugh, you know, like, I don't know, like it's a little unsettling and that's like what makes it now. I don't know if that's on purpose or not, but I think that's part of what gives it its lasting sort of mm-hmm. resonance is like, it's not an easy, it's not like here's Batman and you can totally be excited about it's this Batman. And it's like, hooray, it's Batman's here. Yeah. It's like, ugh, like, I'm happy Batman's winning, but also Batman's kind of scary. Don't you think that that changes though? I mean, isn't that part of the story though, is that he comes to realize through Robin Mm -hmm. that he can't continue doing things the way that he's doing things. Like he can't, um, you know, so that to me would suggest that it is intentional, that it is, I don't know. It's, you know, Frank Miller is such an interesting person because on the one hand, I feel like he's written some incredibly interesting, intriguing, self-aware stuff. And then on the other hand, almost completely opposite (laughs) of that. (laughs) Like, yeah, completely not self-aware at all. Like just delusional almost in some ways. And it's just like, what the fuck? Like, but maybe that's just I don't know. I, I yeah, it's it's an it's a weird thing. You know, I think nine eleven. Uh, when I think of Frank nine eleven is like there's Dennis <laughs> Miller and there's Frank Miller, and I think that if your last name is Miller, nine eleven fucked you up. <laughs> you know what? You know who Frank Miller kind of reminds me of a little bit. Um, it reminds me a little bit of Morrissey. In a way, where don't stab me in the no, heart. But, with but, that one. <laughs> no, no, no. What I mean in the sense of like, what I mean in the sense of like, um, uh, of being self-aware and being unaware of themselves, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Of like, of being someone who you would hear like perhaps a Smith song and be like, this person's very self-aware and very like. 
Like they're kind of in on the joke. And then later on in life, you're like, but maybe they're not in on the joke. And well, can you, you know, like there's a weird, I would say you could probably be very self-aware, but then narcissistic where you don't see outside of yourself. You can be self-aware and, you know, and you can examine your own flaws. You can, you know, like reflect on your things because you're a narcissist and you're constantly thinking about yourself. Yeah. But when the outside world is then presented, it's like, oh, I don't see any of that. Yeah, because I think like a lot of times we talk, we talk about like really great artists. We assume that empathy <laughs> is the the source right. of things. Of right. like this person can understand. Oh, this you know like this not an argument about whether or not no, no. like Morrissey or Frank Miller or whatever, but just the idea of like someone someone who creates a work of art that has a lasting that has a lasting impression on mm-hmm. people, right? And it's like we have the tendency to think that, that that means you're empathetic because like you are like, Oh, this person's tapped into well, like how I, people I, I feel, think... but it's like, maybe they're not, maybe they're tapped into how they feel. That <laughs> <laughs> just happened to line up with everyone maybe you else. Just see shit in their art. That isn't necessarily intended. Not, yeah. That's not there. Well, you know, and I think yeah. part of it is too, is like, we want them to be very consistent. You know, like we don't want artists yeah. to change. We don't, we want, you know, it's like you fall in love with an artist yeah. of any type, whether it's a musician or, you know, whatever. I mean, look, you look at, you know, throughout history, like, you know, I mean, go to Bob Dylan, you know, one of the, you know, it's like he pissed everybody off yeah. because they loved him as a folk artist, but then he went electric and it was like, what the fuck? You can't do that. And so it's like, we want our artists to be consistent. Yeah. We just want them to give it, but it's like, well, that's unfair of an artist to never evolve, yeah. never change. Listen, yeah. Frank Miller, just give Dark us Night give Returns. year one. Give, give us your, year one over your and over scary again. Batman. <laughs> your weird, your slightly terrifying I, Batman. Over I'd love and over to again. meet Frank Miller and have a you know just like have a conversation with him to get better gauge of it because because it is yeah. confounding. Like I love his work. And there's times where it's just like, well, how could you do this? How could you, how can you also do this? <laughs> what were you thinking? How could what? you do this? Yeah, what yeah. It's like, but what were you how thinking? How did you do this? I mean, it's one yeah. thing if they're just an artist, this. like they just draw the pictures. Mm. You know what I mean? Like you can kind of like go, oh, well, he draws pretty pictures, uh, but he's yeah. a shithead. Like that's, a, I, like, that's understandable. But he's written he's not to he's really, not to he's been the yes. creative force behind these really yes. incredible things which are obviously right. his vision and then it's like you made this <laughs> you but also you also made this what <laughs> okay. how does that work yeah, interesting <laughs> yeah what is this just the same person i don't know man i don't have an answer for yeah. it either i don't i, I mean yeah, yeah. Uh, who knows no, i think right? it, it, it's knows? one of the things about like great art and great artists is it's there's something that I think we connect in a way with great art because we assume that there's something that they understand about human life and that we connect with that. We understand, we empathize, we sympathize, we see in them, you know, they give us sort of a look into human nature and we connect with that. And so we, we assume that they're like us, but I think, there's something about them very unlike us 
that allows them to do that. And sometimes that's fine. You know, sometimes that works out just fine. But I, I, I've talked about this. I don't know if I've ever talked about it on the podcast, but yeah. and then and then Jack Kirby has the actual um, Eternal show up, and you're like, "What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> you were onto something." And then you get like this bunch of weirdo characters. <laughs> I don't want to see. Like, what are you doing? What the fuck, Jack? What is this, Jack? What are you doing? Yeah. Uh, we got Ica, he's like Icarus, but with a K. <laughs> and we got, yeah, like, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I have a hard time because some of like my favorite people in the world have not been able to deal with the world and have ended their own lives, and that's a really difficult thing for me to sort of wrap my head around, you know what I mean? Like people that I admire their words or their work or the things that they've done so much. And then realize that they, you know, they couldn't handle life. They couldn't deal with, with the world, and 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 it's like, oh man, that's tough to. That's which one, tough. Which one? Which one hit you the hardest? Um. Well, I mean, there's ones. That's a hard. That's a hard question to answer because it's two different things. There's ones that I fell in love with their work. They had already been dead, but I didn't know how they died and then i found out like the, the know, picassos of the world ernest hemingway you know yeah. like i didn't sure. know when i fell in love with ernest hemingway's work that he had killed himself you know drank mm -hmm. himself i didn't know that until later on so that but then yeah there's like george carlin uh philip seymour hoffman you know yeah. robin williams well, Car carlin didn't kill himself did he uh i yeah i believe no, I he did he, no he died of cancer Carlin? Yeah, I thought Carlin died of cancer. I don't think so. Well, anyway, but um Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean they all Robin yeah. Williams. What, I think, what, was what Bourdain? Bourdain. Yeah, Bourdain was my big one. Yeah, I never I never really was on the Bourdain uh I'm more I'm more I'm Bourdain more the, train. More the I was I'm more the, I'm more the foodie guy. <laughs> Fucking so, chefs. Yeah. Chefs are Come on. Oh, he was the I mean, writer. No, I know. Bourdain was great. I, I, I should, Chef I should like writer. everything about Bourdain. I just have never went down that rabbit hole. But um, mm -hmm. I would, you know, the weirdly enough, you would have. I mean, he was a jujitsu, a jujitsu guy. No, that's know? how I got to know him. Actually, I didn't yeah, know anything right? about him until he did jujitsu. But, um, and this person didn't kill themselves, but the 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 death lately that affected me so much which i still can't even really understand was david bowie um really affected me and i was mm -hmm. shocked that it did because i never really considered myself a, a huge david bowie fan like i didn't yeah i i like david bowie i i, I appreciated david bowie but i never really uh consider myself like a huge david yeah. fan and that death really affected me still does to this day prince yeah. prince is another one that mm -hmm. you know really there's someone yeah. recently who someone died there recently that i was petty uh, petty sucked petty sucked bad for me uh carlin died of heart failure by the way from too much cocaine Pre most likely most likely <laughs> uh yeah you know yeah it's 
yeah, whenever you see, you know, Robin Williams was a big one. Robin Williams, Anthony Bourdain are, are two big ones for me. Um, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah, that's, you know, the overdoses are different. You know, I mean, were they, you know, were they, weren't they, you know, trying to go out on a, you know, that way or not? You know? Well, I mean, yeah, I, you can't just like point to, is it that a suicide? But it's like, yeah, well, you are killing like, yourself. Whether it's, was David, you know what I mean? like, was David Carradine hanging himself or just trying to get off? Oh, jeez. Should we talk about Boba Fett? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying, I'm trying to think of how we're going to steer yeah, our way out of this. I came in late. I had computer problems. I'm, yeah, I've, I've had a couple of vodka. No, we don't need I'm to talk about I'm, Boba I'm just Fett. glad just uh, George Carlin didn't kill himself. Now I'm happy. No, it was, yeah, it's right. Yeah, okay. Now you're happy. Just died. He just died. How there. terrific is that? He was just oh. old. He was just old. Um, yes. Um, I oh, you know who I was thinking of? Oh, uh huh. Sorry, one last one was uh, yeah, yeah. Was um, uh, oh Jesus, I can't think of his. Sorry, Thanksgiving episode, everyone. Gonzo journalism. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, uh, uh Hendrick Thompson. Thompson. That one, that sucked. I know, Tom, you were. But that was fucking predictable. Well, I mean, that I was mean, predictable. If you would have said in 1975 that Hunter S. Thompson's going to kill himself, I mean, you wouldn't have been. That surprised, <laughs> yeah, you would not have been surprised, yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. All right, enough with death, enough with suicides. We'll move on to to something else. Well, what do we want to talk about, guys? What, we, <laughs> so, what comics do we want to talk about? More Batman, vampires, Batman, Batman the... and vampires, because this DC, yeah. DC versus right. vampires has about six pages of some of the what best bat family comics that it's because you forget how big the fucking bat family is and the dc versus vampires is a little bit of a it's not a little bit it is an alternate it's an alternate um version of of the dcu like alfred's alfred's alive um but you get this as he should uh, be as he should be and he will Scott be Snyder. And, and he will be again um so you get this this whole this whole uh, center section of the book where Batman has called this very odd meeting of the Bat family in the middle of the day. I'm in, not you in, here. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> you know, in the you know, it's in the middle of the day in a well lit room, and he drops the you know the the bomb that uh, that there are vampires that uh, that are that are infiltrating. The, uh, the the villains of the DCU and uh, and he I, I'll spoil a little bit of it um, he's you know basically uh, tricks them into drinking tea that Alfred made out of holy water um, and and Damien doesn't drink tea um, so he made he made Damien uh, cocoa hot cocoa because of course Damien drinks hot cocoa but there are these no. great little bat family moments because not everybody gets along you know as they say the crazy one is there Red Hood is there uh it's a really fun bat family segment of this fun but ridiculous story about vampires you know, infiltrating and taking over the dc universe it's a it's a fun little issue i uh i see it you know for what it is it's also really pretty i forget who who does the art but uh yeah the dc versus vampires i'm enjoying it it's it's it, 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 it reeks of guilty pleasure comics yeah it seems like a like a marvel zombies 
yeah you know yep. deceased yep. i really like the deceased which was the marvel zombies mm -hmm. in the dc yeah. universe i want to Jor how jordan is a complete asshole beautiful he should be yeah yeah um i want him to do like dc versus werewolves dc versus the mummy DC. <laughs> just do all of them just, just bring do, in all it's warner brothers monsters. don't they own yeah. do they yeah. own universal monsters there you go yeah. there you go yeah oh no i think i think um somebody else oh, does. somebody else paramount the, the, the universal yeah i think it's paramount like Someone was complaining about why aren't all the Universal monster movies on Paramount Plus yeah, or like Peacock? It might oh, be Peacock and NBC, NBC Universal. NBC. Yeah, I think it is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a fun little book. I'll keep I'll keep reading it for sure. It's uh, it's got that deceased feel to it, but it's uh, yeah, it's and I like that the central character to start it was the Eye Vampire, which was kind of was kind of cool. Yeah. Thing, so. I uh, vampire. Yes. Yeah, I like vampires. Still like vampires. Still think vampires. Still, are cool. yeah. you're still there. I, you're still on. Are are you still on zombies? I'd be zombies a vampire. Okay. If I, I would, I would be happy to be turned into a vampire at this point in my life. Like you're I don't such need. A, you're such a Guillermo. Yeah, I don't need the sun anymore. I'm fine yeah. with that. I don't. You know, I'll okay. watch everyone die. It's okay. You know, better them than me. That's the way I look at it. I would <laughs> I don't know. I would it's I would predictable. be predictable. Yeah. It's predictable. At this point, this would be it though. After this, like I don't want to be like a 75-year-old vampire. That'd be terrible. Uh, yeah, that would suck. be really bad. <laughs> Me, I'd be the creature from the black lagoon. <laughs> just like the water. You just like <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, uh, Frankenstein. Frankenstein me up, baby. <laughs> Some bolts in your neck. Some balls. <laughs> I don't know. Well, yeah, that's a that that's a fact. If you could be a universal monster, which one would you be? The Invisible Man. That'd be no. I a vampire would be pretty sweet. I mean, th what's the downside of being a vampire? Honestly, like other than the the First sun, the in the sun. Yeah, that's the worst one. Can't eat know. food, garlic, eat food. whatever. I'm not. I'm not big a foodie, as we've discussed. I'm not a big food. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. You like, like Italian food? <laughs> no garlic. No garlic. No garlic. This is true. No I do like pizza. I do like pizza. True. Uh, yeah, that's a big one. That's Man. a big no-no. Damn, dude. I think I would. I would figure it out. I'll you remember figure that out a way. scene? You remember that scene in What We Do in the Shadows? Uh, the who's the Doug Jones character? The uh, uh, the old vampire. Oh uh, yeah, I remember his name. Yeah, the Baron. Where, where he, the Baron. The Baron. The, the Baron wants to eat a slice of New yeah. York pizza. <laughs> that uh, yeah, that's totally worth it. <laughs> Come on, those guys are living great lives, though. Who wouldn't want to be Jackie Daytona? <laughs> All right, I read. Uh, well, I didn't read completely, but I started reading a comic mm -hmm. this week. It was a short week. Um, we just recorded on Thursday, so. Uh, but I started reading Black Sad. Um, they all yeah. fall mm -hmm. down, part one. Mm -hmm. um, which is, you know, we've talked we talked about Black Sad years and years and years ago. The anthropomorphic, anthropomorphic yeah, yeah. Um, Italian? Is it Italian? Mm -hmm. uh, French? French? It's French, uh, I think. I, mean, I it's don't French. think it is. It's well, the. Yes, it, uh, it's written by Juan Diaz Canales and art by Juanjo mm. 
Guarnido. So neither of those sound French to me, but I don't, what do I know? I'm a dumb American. Our names don't mean shit. Um, it's uh, sure Brian Salazar. <laughs> the authors are Spanish and it's published by oh, a French oh, company. Okay, so it's another a Spanish class. French company. Um, you know, it's another black sad tale. Uh, he, it starts off with him um, getting involved with like unions and union busting and he kind of has to go undercover and there's you know it's a very noirish there's some there, there might be some land rights issues going on with this storyline but uh as always it's really just two things about black sad it, the art obviously is pretty always gorgeous yeah. amazing yeah. but also the the thing that always interests me so much is that you know all of the characters are different animals, anthropomorphic animals. And there is almost no reason for them to be yeah. animals. Like so, they don't so, use so their is, animal abilities really. They don't I, mention it. They I don't made a, I made a weird connection <clears throat> that I made a decision that Black Sad and Bojack Horseman exist in the same universe <laughs> yeah I, it's definitely <laughs> similar in the sense of like bojack is but they talk about him being a horse at least like oh yeah and i guess they do do that to some degree yeah in Black i, I Set, want but... them to exist in the same universe well it's completely possible maybe decades apart uh yes. black sad seems like it would be you know yeah i don't know if they've ever given a year but it seems like it would be the 50s maybe 40s mm -hmm. 40s yeah um yeah it's i mean if you like black sad you're going to like this black sad um yeah. it's it's so far a really fun story um and that's the other thing like i've always liked about the black Sad. it's a you know it's a it's usually like a detective story but it's not yeah. you know it's not like hard-boiled it's usually pretty fun and there's some other you know, it it feels a little bit like a French film to some degree, where there's some other things going on, as opposed to it's not just about the detective story. There's some political stuff. There's some romance. There's always just some other commentary. Like in this, he it starts off with like Shakespeare in the park, and then the local government shuts it down because they didn't have their their um, papers and stuff. And sort of there's a little bit of political commentary, yeah. and then. There's it always a, it always feels very Chinatown to me. Yeah, oh, sure. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's, it's, 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 it's it's there's danger, but it seems kind of light. Um, but but it's the it's the it's yeah it's there's a lot of politics. There's a lot of the world around yes, it. It's, yes, it is. Yeah, it feels very Chinatown. It always has. Yeah, and that's a compliment. Yeah, as it should be. But it's I, I'm about halfway through this volume. The second volume of this storyline is already out. Um, but. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so uh, go check them out. They're, they're, yeah. Black Sad's awesome. I love, I have all the hardcovers that have come out, and it's just such a beautiful, cool, yeah. different kind of comic book. Yeah, yeah. They're gorgeous. They are pretty. Those Europeans, they know what they're doing. Publishing they beautiful comics. Doing. They know how to make mm -hmm. comics. I don't know about like yeah. anything else, but they know how to make comics. They know. <laughs> I'm not sure about like <laughs> yeah. uh, things uh economic systems cars <laughs> cars, cars just the germans yeah the, that's true yeah the french can't make cars 
Yeah. No. No. That's, no. Absolutely no. not. Um, uh, Tom, you got anything? I mean, you've been. Uh, I've been reading the uh, giant Star Wars crossover. Still, reading, still on that. And I, nice. I, you know, I can't, I'm not reading every part of it. Um, and I remember why I don't like crossovers. <laughs> 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 I'm like, ah. I'm like, oh, this is what's happening. Everything's going so slow and fast at the same time. Also, you know, it, it, it's weird with the Star Wars books too. Is I feel like there's always like a weird, um, there's always like a weird tension between like uh, the characters you know, right? Like Darth Vader, and then like characters that are sort of like I know it's not extended universe anymore whatever they, you know, but characters that exist solely in those materials, right? And there's like, mm, I, uh, I, I feel like at times when you're reading a story where there's a mix of these characters, like the times, there's times where you're like explaining what's up with Darth Vader and you're just like, come on, just hurry up. I know what's going <laughs> yes. on with Darth Vader. And then there's times where the, with the other characters, I'm like, I have no idea who this yeah, character which, is yeah. or what they're doing. And it's like, there's such a uh, difference of like familiarity or like, uh, you know, for someone who isn't, you know, Wait, following like Dr. Dr. someone Dr. that's not a Dr. real Dr. fan. Is that what you're trying to? <laughs> yeah. For someone who's not a real fan for a, a you know, uh, a dilettante like myself who just dabbles in the, yeah. uh, the star Wars universe. I'm, it is a little bit like, Oh, it's weird to, it's weird to have a crossover with all these characters and treat at times treating them all like I should know all of them with the same like um, fervor, the same yeah. familiarity or like the same emotional attachment to them. Or like this guy, I'm like, who the hell is this guy? You know, like, I don't care. And then it's like, oh, that's Darth Vader. Of course I knew Darth Vader. So, you know, so it's, I mean, that's, you know, a unique Star Wars issue probably. Right, you know, <laughs> you know, it's like I know, you know, Darth Vader, and you don't need to explain to me Darth Vader's relationship to Obi Wan. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, I get it. I know. Like, so if you have like a prelude issue, it's like I don't need a pre prelude. Yeah. Issue well, you, to Tom, you need to read all the comics and play all the video games. Yeah, to like yeah. understand it, you know. But but that said, there's like. Uh, I still enjoy, I'm still enjoying some of the Star Wars books as like standalone. You know, I, I dig like all the bounty hunter, hunter stuff. I think the, that's, it's fun to see all those different like bounty hunter characters. It's such like a rich area to play around in, you know, like uh, who would have thought that one kind of throwaway scene from Empire Strikes Back would like launch Eight thousand fan fiction why, stories why we need about a like series. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, but it's like so to me, like in reading all those Star Wars issues, those are like those. Those are the most fun. It's like the bounty hunter sure. stuff. I feel like I need to know like, more about IG eighty eight. Okay. Yeah, or like they're just interesting characters because they're all sort of like you know, sort of the way they've treated um, Boba Fett in uh, the Mandalorian. Or like, I you know like, truly treating them as sort of like very gray area, like they can do the right thing mm -hmm. sometimes, 
if it fits yeah. them, but they can also do bad things. You know, yeah, like yeah. they truly are like exist in that space of like, I'm not quite sure, you know, like what you are at any everyone given moment. Would, every, if you pop back up, I don't know. Does everyone yeah. to roll up a chaotic neutral character in D&D <laughs> understands these characters, right? Yeah, where it's like, if you don't see them all the time and they pop back up, you're you're, not, you're never quite sure of what they're, you know, what they are in relation to the story, which can be kind of fun because you're kind of like, oh, is this character going to like help or hurt? Is he like fighting them or, you know, like it, it's just interesting, it's interesting mix like to the, play around uh, with. You know, like the, the, the Clint Eastwood man with no name. Like he was you know, in, in that, yeah, that yeah. anti-hero 1970s. It was like, well, I mean, he's hunting bad guys, but he's not the same. He's not a white hat kind of like good guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he's, he's, he'll do whatever it takes. And if there's some gold to be found somewhere, he might even break the law. You know, like, just go, he's got a code. Go he has his own, you know, his own code, yeah. but he, you know, he's not, uh, He's not necessarily yeah, go back and watch that trilogy again. It's been a long man time. with no name. Yeah, it's been a long time since I watched that trilogy. Good stuff. Good stuff. It is. It is. Um, not gonna um, talk about a whole lot, but um, man, I, I, it just scratches my my Marvel superhero itch. I'm really enjoying the Moon Knight series. Uh, I read the first issue. I haven't gone back to it. Not, it's, not to... like issue five. It's a nice take on Moon Knight. It's, Come on. Um, yeah, he um, uh, he's very rare. It's it it feels like the the parts of Bendis's Daredevil run that you liked. No, oh. a little bit. It's like Why you always got to take a shot at the, at Bendis. You know? No, no. I used to love Bendis. Bendis. It's the it's the Bendis. It's the like the Bendis. He brought you so much. Just pleasure. because you changed and Bendis didn't. <laughs> this checkmate's terrible um but um uh yeah it's it's good it's it's uh it's more about mark specter who doesn't want people to refer to him as mark specter he he wants to be referred to as mr knight and uh yeah mr. it's um knight. and he's running a mission and yeah it's it's good it's uh it's a it's a well written series and it's yeah but it's got it's got enough of like the classic Marvel tropes of kind of like the villain of the week kind of thing going on right. uh, yeah just really really enjoyable fun comics it it hits a a really uh, specific sweet spot of of what I want in a in a super a modern superhero comic and he's got a sassy sidekick slash secretary who's a vampire who is a vampire vampire yeah yeah, yeah. Um, yeah it's good it's good I, I i like it a lot i did like the first issue i i gotta go back and read the rest i just haven't i haven't yeah. gone back to it but i did yeah, i did it's, it's fun it's it. good it's good nice. you watch arcane yet no <laughs> i i i was going to and I'm, yeah. like, eh, I'm just not in the mood. I, I and then I watched uh, a show called Yellow Jackets, which is uh, mm. it's on Showtime. 
and it's about it's pretty good so far it's a little over the top but it's about a high school championship soccer team female soccer team in 1996 that is going to nationals and their plane crashes and they're stranded out in like the wilderness and they have, and they have to eat each other no well, i don't know i don't know oh, if they that's have a different to. movie <laughs> yeah it's similar to that but it's much more over the top and and and, and sort of lord of the flies ish um and then you combine that with it's sort of all told in flashback and so you you're meeting them as they're now adults mm-hmm. and and have various lives and jobs and relationships and that kind of thing and they've never fully like explained what happened and so you start you you're learning it as you kind of go so it keeps flashing back between yeah. their their them now in their like 40s and then them, them back in high school and uh it, two episodes into it is pretty it was pretty good it was it was yeah. actually pretty entertaining so right. far the the young cast the high school girls are are uh are good uh and and complimented uh, Juliette Lewis plays one um, really Yes, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's that's awesome. how I got. I'm like, oh, yeah. I saw her okay. post about it uh, on cool. like Instagram because I follow her on it because I love Juliet Lewis, and um, and I was like, oh, I'll check that out. So I, I checked and it's that called out. What? Yellow Jackets, because that's okay. the name of that's the, the team. The team, team name. Yellow yeah, Jackets. Sure. I did. I did take your advice. I watched the first episode of Hit Monkey, and it's it's fun. Awesome. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty fun. Pretty, awesome. pretty fun. Yeah, yeah. I will watch it. Arcane this week sometime and and if you want more tv talk sal plug yes. plug our other show uh you can catch us on our patreon page if you join patreon at patreon.com slash around comics we do ACTV uh every sunday chris and i uh is a bonus episodes that are on our patreon exclusively we talk about whatever tv shows and movies and stuff that we have been watching that week and then every once in a while once a month we're joined by will pfeiffer and we change we morph the episode into k billy super sounds when we are talking about um uh, the library of quentin tarantino's films uh, in order uh, and so I, this month at the end Tom, of the month, you're getting ready to hear a really bad Cheech Marin impersonation. <laughs> we will be no, no. doing uh, from dusk till dawn. Uh, yes. George Clooney and, and Tarantino and, and Cheech Marin. Yes. Is in it as well. And uh, we'll be talking about that. Do it. You know, uh, you want to do it. No, I can't. Now that you said something, I can't. it has to be spontaneous. I can't. <laughs> I, I used to listen to that CD all the time and that part with Cheech Marin. Uh, I was a, I was, you know, I grew up in the seventies and I wasn't even a stoner, but I was a big Cheech Marin, Cheech and Chong yeah. fan. Like those movies were, you know, at like a 14, 13, 14 year old me watching oh, Cheech and Chong. Yeah. They were the best. Yeah. They were the best. Yeah. Nice. So. Yeah. So, so uh, yeah, this, uh, so this week, Kibbley Super Sounds. I need to do my my refresh watch of Dust Till Dawn, and then oh, the shit, following week. Yeah, I know. Uh, I got time. It's I gotta go to Indiana and be with my my in laws. Then I'm come back early, and I'll watch that. Uh, yeah, and then we'll be back regular stuff. And you will have completely consumed Arcane, all nine episodes because they're amazing. Uh, and then nope. Tom eventually, uh, when the Packers are out of the playoffs. 
um, he'll join us. It'll be great. I love it. And you can get all that by going to patreon.com. Tom will have Tom will have some other excuse for now. He, he will absolutely have another excuse. <laughs> yeah, I got stuff going I, on, guys. Got make making moves. moves. I don't know about Arcane because uh, tomorrow Hawkeye comes out. Oh, is that tomorrow? Uh, yeah, so oh yeah, I that's might, right. I might piss all over Arcane for Hawkeye. Yeah, we'll see. No, that's true. Um, I wanted to, in relation to ACTV and our last episode that came out uh darth del rio on twitter uh mentioned that he agreed with you and he has loved foundation so there you go you have at least one person thank you thank you man thank you i appreciate it it's uh it's a slow burn at the beginning but it got progressively better and by the end i felt really vested in the characters and that's uh like actually caring what happened to people so you know it made me it gave me the feels sal gave me the feels hmm all right i had the feels okay yeah no, i don't i don't i don't i don't know what those are i don't have any of those i know i know i mean let me explain <laughs> no feels to you <laughs> What? Listen, right. I I can pretend to have emotions with the best of them. I'm <laughs> well. There is a ro- there is a robot yeah. in in Foundation that does a lot the same. Does he um, have a bow tie? She does not. No. Um, uh, wait, who's cool, the right? robot? It's, it's the advisor to the to Empire. Oh, right, 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 right. right. Yeah, and that, that ties in the whole Asimov mm. iRobot stuff. Hmm. Excuse She's the last surviving robot. Is Will Smith in it? No. Oh. Will Smith is not in it. Mm. Um, no, it's, mm. it's, it's good. I, I, I enjoyed, especially the, the last three episodes were, were really strong. So anyway, more of that on ACTV. Uh, if you're listening to this, we want to thank you. If you listen to all the Patreon stuff, we really want to thank you. Check that out. Uh, have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Uh, we're going to be back K Billy Super Sounds this week. I know Tom has Tom versus stuff that he's working on. Um, yeah, that's that's all I got. Call uh, the show. Yeah. 312-967-6282 if you'd like to leave us a voicemail. We'll play it on the show. Just yeah. say something. Say anything. Yeah. Tell us we a have, joke. We also um, we love uh, listener or listener emails, info at aroundcomics.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's all I got. Have a great Thanksgiving. Uh, we'll be back. Uh, oh, we're changing days. Um, uh, we're going to be regular on Thursdays going forward for a while. So this is our last Tuesday Son episode of... for, for a little bit. And then we're going to be back um, on Thursday, which is cool because you get to like, pick up your comics and you can read along with us. It's great. Yeah, we'll just we'll still be a week behind. We still won't. We still won't have read anything. It's, it's true. Yeah, it's true. yeah. Don't get your hopes up. You you'll just be more like, oh, why won't these guys talk about this thing that just came? <laughs> I'm gonna try and read stuff that is current, but I will. I make I no know, promises. No, never. All right, everyone, have a wonderful rest of your week and holiday weekend. Drive safe, fly safe, be what? safe. Um, have a great time with your friends and family. We will always be here for you. In the meantime, always, always. We ain't gone nowhere yet. I'm, dude, I'm about that. I mean, 
You can always go back in the archives. I'm busy. I'm busy the next couple days. I'm not always going to be here. (laughs) (laughs) Just waiting. For them to fucking turn on the goddamn... We'll be everywhere. Take care of yourself. (laughs) Take care of yourself. Be self-independent. Yeah. This fucking generation, everybody gets a trophy. Everybody gets a podcast generation. This is what we're facing. This is the problem. We just wait here yeah. for you to turn on. I got nothing better to do and then we're like, sit here, wait, wait for you. Nah, you figure it out. You send yeah. me a podcast. I'm, nobody has ever. They will. Sent, yeah. They will. No, they no. will. Yeah, they might be, you might want to. Maybe not. <laughs> maybe don't ask. Oh, yeah, that. Don't act. Don't it do. Happen. You can say I won't listen. And if there's any vampires out there, bite me. Yeah, turn cell. Well, I'm at. This is the best they will I'm going to be. And then send you your their podcast. Does yeah? If you're a vampire with a podcast, does uh, do vampire bat bites automatically give you a six pack? Like I feel like all vampires have six packs. Like they're all no, ripped. They do make you sparkle. Hot. Yeah, I already kind of sparkled. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Goodbye. <laughs> goodbye.